What's going on, Brosphorus? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington, here in the basement of General Fitness Company Studio recording episode number 62 of the TRX Bert Talks. Yeah, buddy. I'm feeling all energized. I don't know if you're normally tuned in. I hope you are, but if you're not, then you would know that I was not here yesterday, and it was for no good reason except for the fact that I just needed a break, you know? <laughs> 61 in a row. And, you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of time off. So I took a little bit of time off and, uh, you know, I just pretty much recorded on IG. I do a final thought, you know, I try to share my thoughts uh, in 15 seconds or less. And, you know, I pretty much was done after that. I, <laughs> it was a wrap for me. I was like, I just, I can't do it today. So, um, no podcast for you yesterday, but we're coming, for, coming to you. But I'm coming fierce and strong with this one. So today, uh, I got my live call that I had from earlier on today talking about the uh, inconsistency avoidance tendency. And that's uh, one of the 25 cognitive biases that I've talked about earlier on in this here podcast. And um, I'll be talking to him about him uh, pretty, uh, I'll be talking about him uh, quite often in the near future here because uh it's something that we've been talking about in my private group. I'm not sure if you are on Facebook, but if you are on Facebook, uh, I will be shortly opening up that group to um, uh, people to uh, search for it. Right now, it's a secret group because I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get my feet wet, and I, I don't, you know, I, I just want my close friends and family to be a part of it right now because. Um, you know, I'm doing live calls and, you know, they're not the best. <laughs> so, you know, like, you know, you try to keep it to the friends and family or whatnot, so they're, you know, because they're not as critical and you won't lose them as quickly. So, um, yeah, but I'll be opening it up pretty soon. It's called Project Selfie. Um, I, I hope that you'll be a part of it. As like I said, um, these talks will be, uh, these types of talks will be on there and hopefully we'll have more of a discussion as we get a, a bigger group. Right now, it's kind of a it's kind of a hit or miss, but you know, it's because we just we only have like you know less than twenty people in it. So, <laughs> as I said, I wanted to keep it you know a tight knit or whatnot. But the unfortunate thing about tight knit is that if you don't have a lot of people, it's kind of hard to spark a discussion. So, uh, we got six one, half a dozen of the other, and uh, we're just trying to play the game right so we can get a whole a whole set of donuts that we can bring home and make the kids happy. <laughs> I don't even know what the heck that even meant, but you get what I'm trying to say. You know, I'm trying to make make it good so everybody will like it. So, um, yeah. So this one, like I said, is about uh, the inconsistency inconsistency avoidance bias. And essentially, what that is is like, oh, uh, you know, like have you ever have you ever gotten like a relationship that happens to be like the exact exact relationship you just got out of, which happened to be the exact relationship you just got out of, uh, or if you have this tendency to always like. Uh, gamble all your money away, or if you um, and know somebody, or you know, maybe even if it's yourself, you know, maybe addicted to something like drugs or alcohol. This is the reason: inconsistency, avoidance, bias. This is the reason. And in this live call later on, you'll be hearing uh, I'll be talking about exactly why your brain does this and what you can do to avoid doing these, having these terrible relationships, and going bankrupt and going broke all the time and uh, not being happy with your life and all the other bad things that you want to give up, but you just for some reason can't give up. So um, yeah, without further ado, let's get it on and popping episode number 62. Why do you do what you do when you don't want to do what you do? Lego! <laughs> 
um, yes, thank you for tuning in. Today, uh, we are going to be talking again about the 25 cognitive biases. We're going to be starting in a couple seconds here. Uh, just going to get a little organized, everything nice and organized for you here. Uh, we're going to try to do a little better than last week. Last week, uh, as Jennifer said, you didn't study. <laughs> uh, yes, I didn't study. I, I, I kind of know these offhand, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a little different from knowing it and actually trying to teach it and convey it to other people. So the reason why I do this is because like, you know, I want to know it a little bit more. I want to be able to teach it and I want to be able to just like totally know exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about these 25 cognitive biases. Some of them I have down packed, but the ones that I'm talking, that I'm trying to talk to you about, I'm trying to like wrap my head around as well. Uh, but today, uh, I, today we're going to be talking a little bit about the, um, inconsistency avoidance tendency again uh, we talked about that last week I feel like um, we can go a little bit more into that because I feel like um, there are a couple people that have been talking to me about uh, some things uh, at boot camp and uh, in training in general and, and just overall life uh, talking about some things that definitely pointed to the inconsistency uh, avoidance tendency so um, without further ado it's official. Five o'clock live call. If you're here, you're here. I really appreciate you being here. If not, well then, you're not my friend. Now I'm playing. <laughs> I'm sure you'll catch it some other time. But yeah, so um, we're going to be doing uh, doing this live call. I'm thinking about maybe throwing it down at five o'clock. I'm just trying to play around with the times. You know, I would love your input if you know when you're watching this video. If you think of a better time for me to uh, have this live call, let me know. If not, you know, just keep watching them on the on the post production or whatnot, and uh, we'll keep it going. Also, by the way, just wanted to uh, get a little shameless plug for you. I have a podcast as well, General Fitness Company Cast. Today we'll be recording. I think episode number sixty three. So yeah, that's episode number 63 of uh, what I call the TR Expert Talks. Actually, the General Fitness Company cast overall, we had a few, uh, had quite a few interviews. Um, I think we had about 17 other interviews or something like that. I think we're actually on episode 81 uh, officially. But um, uh, for the, what, for all intents and purposes, for what I have, like what I call our uh, podcast is uh, in its current state, uh, we have 63 episodes. So check it out. It's on iTunes. It's also on. Um, Spotify, Google Play, and like Stitcher and all these other um, podcast platforms. We're on 10 platforms. Also, just wanted to like put it out there. If you haven't been on social media checking out my, uh, my page or if I haven't told you personally, I have just been inducted into the Hall of Fame for Gus Davis Adolphus College. Uh, not officially inducted. I've been, um, I've been voted to be uh, inducted. And uh, my official, official induction into the Hall of Fame for Gus Davis Adolphus College, my alma mater, is uh, October 6th. So that's cool because um, I also, October 3rd is my birthday, and I currently own six school records. So October 3rd, I get to celebrate my six school records that I still own 15 years later um, with a Hall of Fame banquet. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty cool. I just wanted to get that out of the way, but... um. Enough about me, let's talk about you. So yeah, this, uh, this title here that I had for you is, um, is very relevant to a lot of people. You know, like, uh, there's some people that have been talking to me, telling me like, yeah, they've, been, they've dated people that are pretty much the same, or they, no matter how much money they make, they seem like they're always going broke, or they seem like they're always making like these really terrible decisions. And it's funny because like, you know, like, you, know you have people that are like on, on uh, well, to the extreme. Uh, they have people that are on drugs, 
and they know what's bad for them. You know, you see people with their teeth falling out of their head and, you know, and they look like they're about to die and yet they're still uh, fiending for their quick fix. And the question about the question is that, like, why would somebody do these things? You know, obviously, that's an extreme example. But, you know, there's all there's all these other examples in everyday life where, you know, you shouldn't have done something. But for some reason, you just ha you habitually do it. So it's like, um, excuse me. <laughs> so it's like, um, what, what the thing is that, like, why we do these things, why you have this inconsistency avoidance tendencies, because, um, it, it, it's your brain, it's your caveman brain telling you that we have to conserve our brain power. Like, we can't make any other decisions because we need to conserve our brain power because when you uh, conserve your brain power, you actually um, tend to uh, make better decisions in the long run. So, <laughs> it's weird, right? It's like you would think that like, if you always are always thinking of, these, uh, thinking of what to do, um, you'll make better decisions. But the thing is that like, the more you can conserve your brain power, like our caveman brain had so many things going on where all, everything was like new and like, we were always trying to adapt. So like, the faster you can like, create a pattern and the faster you can kind of adapt to doing a particular behavior that was successful, um, the, 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 more, the more successful and the more, you know, you would have like um, whatever trinkets or you know what the more power you probably most likely would have in society so like the thing is that like our brain evolved to like try to be you know have the most potential and most power in each each one of our small societies or society in a macro sense and so um, we evolved to essentially make decisions and try to stick with those decisions no matter what and as I said like you know um, it just keeps it allows you for like just you can make faster decisions because if you know like okay this is not this is like I've seen this before you kind of avoid anything that's inconsistent so if like something looks like it's not the same uh, you don't uh, you pretty much just avoid that altogether because if it's not the same it's something that is probably most likely going to harm you if it's not going to harm you in the sense that it's going to take away your time your opportunity to have um, uh, do other things that are uh, that are going to help you. Uh, succeed it's actually going to be um, it's going to allow it's actually going to allow you to uh, yeah make those make those better decisions while not worrying about what's going on with um, those other things so essentially what I'm saying here is that like you know no matter what what you might be faced with like you know whether it's like you uh, want to make more money or you want to get in better relationships or you want to um, or you want to be more fulfilled in your life overall, or you want to even get like lose some weight. Like the thing is that it's almost impossible for people because of the fact that our brain, like literally, it's a scientific. There's definitely stuff that's been, been written on it. And like I said, these are 25 cog cognitive biases. So these are confirmed by uh, neuroscientists or, ne or neuropsychologists, and they um, all can say tell you the same thing: is that like we conserve uh, brain power so we can make faster decisions. And um, also, it helps us. It, it also helps us with uh, kind of keeping our our social co cohesion. So, like you know, as you know, as I said, it's like the caveman brain. As you know, back in the days, like we didn't have 7.8 billion people on this earth. We had closer to 
150,000 maybe max, you know, I mean, obviously we started off with, you know, one or two people or whatnot, but um, we didn't have as many people on earth as we do now. So the thing is that it was very important back in the day when we were cavemen to have this social cohesion. So if you weren't really one of those people that was like part of the, the social structure, if you were one of those loners that was kind of doing their own thing, it's okay to kind of be a loner now, but if you're one of those loners doing their own thing back in the day, then... Um, you were kicked out of the, you were ostracized, you were kicked out of the group, and the problem was that if you were kicked out of the group and ostracized, then um, you probably would die. So it's actually very, it was actually been a very beneficial at a time, and at a point in time for us as cavemen to um, have that social cohesion and also have those faster, uh, faster decision-making processes. So um, it's, you know, definitely is helpful. It definitely can keep you um, in, the, in the social structure nowadays and you kind of keep stay with societal norms. Uh, but the downside is that, like, um, let's see the lighting a little bit better. Yeah, here we go. But the downside is that, like, you know, you can, um, you form those habits and those habits might not be serving you, you know? Like, you might have something that might have worked you one to, worked one time for you or something like that, you know, or maybe you took a risk that was somehow worked out for you because of something or another that happened to be um, something or another that happened to be that happened to be beneficial, you know. Maybe it wasn't because of something you did, but some because of the external environment that just happened to coincide, you know, a perfect storm and whatnot, it, ha it happened to work out. And because you were um, rewarded for this behavior um, by environment or society, then you continue to do the behavior. And maybe you, may, maybe you might even get a little success the second time. But um, the thing is that with this uh, inconsistency avoidance tendency, um, if you get, the more times you're rewarded, even if you're rewarded less and less times throughout the, throughout the action, you, you still, it still reinforces the action in your head. And you can, you know, like, even, and after a while, like, you know, whether it's a behavior or an action or whatever, or if it's a routine, um, eventually that just gets ingrained. And that's how, like, people get addicted to drugs. You know, you get addicted to drugs because... Uh, the thing you first feel that um, that good feeling or whatnot, you're like, oh, I feel different. This feels good, and then you know, obviously, as you go along, you get that uh, effect where you. Um I forgot what the daggone effect is called, but uh, you know where you uh, adapt adaptation. So you start to adapt to the uh, the drug or your neuroreceptors or whatnot um, start to adapt to what what you're putting in your system, and it takes more and more for you to feel the same. And even though it takes more and more for you to feel the same, your body is breaking down. And even though your body is breaking down and you're almost dying, you still are chasing that, um, that feeling because of that. You don't want to have that inconsistency. You don't want to have, not have that feeling. So eventually that's how you end up dying or you end up making bad decisions and going broke or you end up in those bad relationships where people you know, are not so um, good to you, I should say, or, you know, there's a lot of different things that you could probably name that, that people do that are based on habits that they may have been reinforced at one point in time, but towards the, uh, maybe later on, those, those habits weren't really, <laughs> really serving them. So yeah, so essentially it kind of and it links up with a lot, a couple other things too. You know, like there's other uh, biases that I, I think I I might have mentioned. No, I didn't mention them, but there's another another bias or two that are linked, kind of linked with that. There's the liking and disliking bias. I actually talked about that in my daily email. Uh, that's why I thought I talked about it. But there's a liking and dislike liking bias where like if you like somebody or dislike somebody, um, the inconsistency bias actually comes into play with that too. So like say if you like somebody, um, you're not going to see the other things that that person does that are not so good because 
you don't want to see an inconsistency in um, you don't want to have an inconsistency in like how you feel about that person. Same thing if you dislike somebody. Uh, if you um, if you dislike somebody, you start to see these um, patterns or this, this this feedback loop of like, oh, that's why so and so is like blah blah blah. You know, you always see like the worst in somebody. You know, you always you, you've heard that before. Where you know sometimes you see the best in somebody. You can only see the best in somebody if you love them, and if you if you don't really like them, you only see the worst in somebody. So that's kind of how the um, how those three, those liking, disliking, um, tendency, and the um, avoidance, excuse me, and the, uh, and the uh, inconsistency avoidance tendency kind of coincide. So um, this might be a little shorter than I want it to be. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is that, like, if the way to get out of that, because, it, I mean, it's, it's really tough to get out of that. You know, it's like, your mind is what control is essentially what kind of controls your behavior for the most part, at least if you let it. And a lot of people don't. And I just want to—I don't want to sound like I'm coming down on anybody, but the thing is that just a lot of people just don't know how to control their mind. A lot of people believe that their mind is just telling them what to do, and they just kind of follow along. They kind of like sleepwalk through life or whatnot. Essentially, it's like you know that those when people tell you about like being mindful or not being mindful, uh, that's what they're talking about. It's like you have to be full of your mind. You have to know like what your mind is actually telling you. And remember, excuse me, your mind is not the same as your brain. Like your brain is what like picks up the signals from your mind, and uh, but your mind is what I think is what interacts, it is like your, your external brain, your mind is what interacts with your environment as well as with your body. And then your brain makes the adjustments and you know, tells your body what to do and, and, and you know, in respect to what your mind is telling you. But the thing is that if you um, are aware of what your mind, the stories that your mind is telling you, that is like probably the most important thing that you can do for yourself is like be aware of the stories that your mind is telling you because those stories can be super believable like I said um, there's a reason why you have these tendencies there's a reason why you do these things because they might have worked at one point in time so if they worked or if they sort sort of worked or if you felt good at one point in time or if it's the only thing that you know then um, your brain is or your mind is just going to tell you like this is the way to do it you know, and obviously there's some way, there's some things that don't work. You know, that aren't necessarily uh, that your mind is correct about. You know, like gravity and stuff like that. Like your mind tells you you can't fly because you can't fly. You know, so you should avoid trying to fly. <laughs> that one you should definitely be. Uh, <laughs> you should definitely avoid the inconsistency of flying. Uh, at least by flapping your arms, you can jump in a plane. Obviously, right? Now, you can always fly if you're uh, jumping on a plane, but. For the most part, though, if you're um, trying to do stuff uh, that defies the laws of nature, you should probably <laughs> be pretty wary, leery of that. But uh, otherwise, though, like I said, like you have to be wary or leery of the stories your mind tells you. Like, I, um, I to, so like, let me tell you a little story about like back in the days for me. So like, when I was a younger, uh, when I was younger, there was um, a time where I used to think that. Uh, I think I talked about this too before, but there was a time when I was younger where I was a little, little bit overweight. Like I used to just, just do my thing, you know. Like I would think that um, I it was just important. It's just like the most important thing for me was um, was um, like uh, going home. Oh, I'm running out of battery. I hope I can make it to five thirty. <laughs> We're running my battery juice all day to filming, and I, forgot, I guess I forgot to charge it up. So we got less than ten percent. So we'll see how long we last. If it shuts off, then um, you know you can always email me, or you can just 
write something in the comments. Be like, Jerry, what do you mean by this? I would, in fact, I'd appreciate all comments and um, participation. But anyways, hey, so um, back to the story. So I was saying, um, yeah, back in the days when I was younger, I used to have this thing where I used to love just eating. Like, I was super overweight when I was like 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years old until probably like, I was like maybe 13, 14 years old, I started like losing weight. But um, the reason why I wasn't losing weight is because I was so happy and content with like, uh, the food I was eating, which was terrible food. Like, I would sneak all kinds of food, like um, candy and ranch dressing was my favorite. I think I talked about that before. Um, but I would just always eat all this crazy stuff, and I would be in total denial about, like, um, the fact that I was, like, not in good shape. And, like, and I'd be in total denial. Like, my mom would tell me, like, Jerry, that's not good to eat. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 whatever, you know. Because my body was so used to, like, uh, this consistent terrible junk food i was always going home like right after school because my you know i was a latchkey kid i don't know if you know what a latchkey kid is but that's one of those kids that um is home alone by himself while his parents or herself while their parents his or her parents are off at work and uh they wait for their kid they wait for their parents i don't think they do that anymore i think it's kind of like illegal or something or people you know neighbors will tell on you or whatnot but you know, I turned out okay, right? <laughs> but anyways, yeah, the only part that didn't turn out okay was the fact that I was eating ranch dressing by the handful, literally dicking, dipping my hand in the jar and going, Aah. it was terrible. <laughs> but it was delicious at the same time. <laughs> but no, seriously, though, um, I was doing that, I, you know, and like part of my mind, like I knew, like, in subconsciously, I knew consciously that, like, it wasn't good. I knew it wasn't good for me, but like in the back of my mind, I would always be like, yo, get some of that ranch dressing. I'd be sitting on the chair watching TV, you know, on my, uh, uh, when cable just came out, because, you know, it was like 12, 13, cable had just came out. So I was excited to watch TV, and I'd be watching DuckTales with my bowl, my bowl of ranch dressing, just with a spoon sometimes. Sometimes I go hand, sometimes I go spoon. But, anyways, what I'm saying here is that like no matter like no matter how healthy my mom cooked for me, no matter how much I liked that healthy food, there was something in my mind that told me that I needed the ranch dressing. And the reason why I needed that ranch dressing because I built up this habit, this inconsistency, or this excuse me, this consistency, uh, or this tendency, I should say, to um, come home and eat unhealthy snacks. Now, ranch dressing wasn't my only; it was my go-to, but it wasn't my only health, unhealthy snack. But I had a lot of unhealthy habits, and that's the reason why um, I was overweight. You know, and obviously I, did, I also didn't work out as much. And so I didn't really have, um, or I didn't play any sports, so I didn't really work out. So I didn't really have anybody to tell me otherwise, other than my mom. But, you know, when you're young and you're, you know, 10, 12, you know, you don't listen, really listen to your mom as much, especially when you're, when you're a guy. You're like, yeah, whatever, mom. So um, it's kind of like how it is for a lot of other people. As I was saying, you know, you have people that get addicted to drugs. You have people that get uh, addicted to, like, bad relationships. You have people that get addicted to, like, um, gambling or spending all their money on, like, stupid stuff that, just actually, that absolutely doesn't serve them. And all those, all those things, the reason why that happens, as I said, is because people are just reluctant to change. And it's like, you got to look at what's, what your mind is telling you. You got to look at the effects of your life. You have to measure your results. And sometimes people are afraid to measure those results, you know? Like, you want to look at your life and be like, mm, yeah, I'm doing okay, right? <laughs> like, everybody wants to believe that they're doing okay. But the thing is that, like, 
you know, if you really want to live life, you know, I think you should be living, and this is my personal opinion, you know, you can kind of do what you do, but I think, like, at the end of the day, like, if you're going to live life, you only get one, right? We don't get nine. We're not cats. You only get one life. So why not try to make it epic, or at least just, like, the best you can do, right? Because, like, what, I feel like, you know, I mean, I've been feeling this. Hold on. I'm going to clean off my camera, take my shirt halfway off. Boop. Oh, look at that. Oh, man. Tag on it. Ah, there we go, and I'm back. Uh, guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> but anyways, no, seriously though. Um, when I was um, uh, my grandma, she passed around this time last year, right? And it was it was wild to think about this. Like my grandmother, she lived a really healthy life, and she did a lot of things. But you know what? Like at the end of the day, she had quite a few regrets in her own her own her own self. You know, she she had a lot of things that she regretted, and I remember like her telling me these things, not on her deathbed, because, like, you know, when she was done, or when she was kind of, when she lived her life, she lived her life, and she kind of was, you know, made peace with the Lord, by, or whatnot, before she passed, but I remember, like, going to visit her, like, during Christmas time, when her dementia was starting to get not so good, and I remember her telling me, like, some things that, like, she remembered from her past that she just didn't, that she wished were different, and so, like, you just got to think about those things, like, you know, if you can take a look at your life and really look at your results, and um, just try to live with no regrets. You know, obviously you're going to have some uh, regrets in life, and those regrets should serve to teach you to not do those things again. You know, like um, uh, I think it was Dr. David Buss said that there's two ways that we learn after the age of 25. One is through massive trauma, and the other way is through osmosis. So hopefully massive trauma or whatever, or hopefully it's not massive trauma, but hopefully you can learn from mistakes at least. And if you don't learn from mistakes, you have a group like this one that you're in, Project Selfie, also General Fitness Company, uh, to rely on to help you with those uh, learning from these mistakes or help you, like, you know, at least um, make some good decisions based on uh, what other people are doing. You know, if you have a, a lot of people around you that are making good decisions, you know, like uh, as we were talking about before, we don't want to be um, inconsistent, inconsistent with those good decisions. You know, if you have everybody that's, like, successful and doing uh, things that are, like, you know, like saving their money, communicating with their with their significant others, or communicating and um, making sure that their relationships are healthy, or you know they're feeling fulfilled with their meditation or their exercising on a daily. Like you know, that's kind of what I would hope for for uh, for this group and for General Fitness Company. Um, but if you have a group like that, and if you hang around that group like that on a consistent basis, eventually. You're going to change a couple of behaviors. Maybe not all your behaviors, but you're going to change a couple of your behaviors, and those behaviors will eventually uh, be a learned, uh, a learned behavior that is going to be just ingrained in your experience of, of life. So um, I, that's you know that's kind of <laughs> kind of why why I started this group because I, I really hope that we have like you know obviously. I have been the greatest at doing uh, the participation thing, and I'm still working on my thing and trying to make this more interesting and trying to make it something that you can get um, the most out of. Because, you know, obviously, um, as we can see, we don't have a ton of people in, in the interaction, but I hope that, you know, but 
with me practicing and obviously getting trying to figure out ways to get you more engaged uh, that we can have a uh, useful discussion or a helpful discussion or a uh, beneficial discussion on a consistent basis. Maybe it's the live with the live calls or maybe we have posts uh, throughout the week or whatnot. But I would love to ha have that because uh, at the end of the day, like I said, there's only two ways that we can learn. And uh, we all don't want to learn through massive trauma all the time. I guarantee you that. Because um, Darwin said, you know, at the end of the day, like, uh, if you're always having to learn through massive trauma, then you will soon be extinct, you know? <laughs> there's only so much massive trauma you can take, right? So if you surround yourself with good people, then you're going to find yourself in a good position to make good decisions in the future. And um, you'll help yourself out. And you won't have that uh, tendency to... Um, well, you know, obviously that's one of the biases that's, you know, that's in our brain, that's in our, that's in our mind that we want to avoid inconsistencies. So the way to use that to your advantage, obviously, is to have a group that, um, as I said, you know, that works together, uh, that works together, that actually is making good decisions and that is uh, going in a direction that you want to go. If you surround yourself with people that are not going in the direction that you want to go, then obviously then you're going to adapt those behaviors and you're going to be consistent with those behaviors of those people that are not doing so well in their life. So I try to surround myself with the greatest of people, uh, training, whether it's training or whether it's um, uh, in my personal life or um, in, in my business life because training is different than business. Tra training is, you know, I try to train the the top the top of the top the the, the top of the heap people um, because those people are obviously going to influence me and um, and uh, influence me in my training and they're going to help me train better people. Not to mention that like having a personal you know having people in my personal life uh, or having people like that in my my business life in the training life uh, will help me you know obviously because. I run this business, so help me have them in. Uh, if if not them, then you know maybe their associates in uh, as connections in the in the business too. So you know I'm all about like just trying to keep good company, and that's really why you know um, it's important to keep good company. You know from that particular um, tendency, that um, inconsistency avoidance tendency. Because if you surround yourself with good people and you copy what they're doing, then hey, you have almost absolutely no reason not to succeed. So, um, yeah, that's what I got, yo. <laughs> uh, yeah, in terms of inconsistency avoidance, I hope that I answered any questions you might have about why we have these habits, why you keep getting stuck in these um, terrible relationships, why you keep uh, gambling your money away, or why you keep spending money on stuff you don't need, even though you know you don't need it, or why you feel like you're, not, you're never fulfilled in your life. And it's because, A... You're not, you're A, you need to tell, think about the stories that your mind is telling you and find out if they are true or not. If they are true, then, um, then continue acting. If they're not true, then you obviously need to make a change, right? Unless, you know, it is that you're already happy with your results and it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and two, see, one, listen to the story, uh, listen to your stories, but don't, you know, listen to your stories, but don't act on your stories. Just listen to what your stories are saying. Listen to what those, your mind is telling you and figure out if it's helpful, helpful or not. So that's one. Two, surround yourself with good company. Keep good company, right? And that's what I'm all about. And that's what it should be all about for everyone else. You know, like, um, I hate to say it, but sometimes you have to cut people out of, your, out of your life that are just not serving you in the way they should be serving you. And that's just how it goes. You know, they could, they could be great people. And it's not that they're bad people, but it's just that they might not be 
um, in the same mind frame as you are. If you're trying to make your life a little bit better and they're trying to drag you down to their level, then um, you know the right decision. You know the right move. You know the right thing for yourself is like, um, you know, maybe listen to what they're saying. You know, obviously, listen to what they're saying. Think about like, hey, um, what are they actually saying to me? And if it sounds legit, like if it sounds like, hey, you know, I understand your perspective and it sounds like something that can help me out and sounds like you're going in the right direction with your life, then maybe you should listen to them. If you, you hear their story and it sounds kind of like wonky, it sounds like, eh, and you see that the direction of their life is not exactly where you want it, where you want to be, well, then you probably should drop them. You know, if you have friends that are you know, at home sitting on the couch all day. And even if they've been your friend forever, you know, that's again with the inconsistency avoidance bias. If they've been your friend forever, you know, it's kind of, it's a consistent thing and it's hard to, you know, it's hard to break up with them. Again, again, you got the behaviors, you have friends, you might have relationships. So it could be anything that's like you're continuously doing. And if you have a friend like that, it's just like not really doing anything with their lives, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, maybe completely cut them out, you know, don't cut them off, don't be rude like that. But, you know, maybe just like, Slow your roll. Maybe not instead of talking to them once a, once a week or twice a week, maybe talk to them like once every two weeks or once a month, you know? Um, obviously, just check in on them. Don't be a jerk, you know? <laughs> just totally cut them off. But, like, you know, I mean, obviously, you got to do you, you know? If, you, if you're doing you means, like, you know, not listening to what they have to say in terms of, like, you know, their philosophy on making money or their philosophy on relationships, like, you know, if, if they have a, a, a checkered past with money or they have a checkered past with their relationships or, you know, they have a checkered, checkered past with their own happiness, then, you know, maybe that's a friend that you should probably consider um, avoiding. So, um, yeah, I'm not telling you to drop your friends. I don't know how that it devolved into you dropping your friends, but it, it kind of does go along the lines of just everything that is in your life that's not exactly helping you. You have to really think to yourself about how much it is really um, serving you and, you know, you have to decide for yourself how much you actually want it in your life. So how about that? Oh, snap, my friend. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my friend. Yes, yes, yes. We got to 530. That is some wild stuff, huh? So I talked for 30 minutes on the inconsistency avoidance bias. But it's a very important one because, like I said, it has everything to do with my, with my belief of keeping good company. Well, also, uh, it has a lot to do with... Um, um, believing your stories, but it's the same, kind of along the same lines, you know, keep good company, believe your, uh, believe or don't believe your stories, and uh, just make good decisions, whether you're in the gym, like I am right now, or you're out there in the real world where it's raining and pouring, well, it was raining and pouring, <laughs> now it's nice, crazy weather we're having, aren't we? Anyways, I really appreciate you listening, I'm gonna head on out of here, it's Hey, so yeah, that does it for our episode. That does it for our week. Yes, it is Friday. Yay! <laughs> it might not be Friday when you're listening to this, though. But it's Friday for me, so yay! <laughs> oh, I gotta work tomorrow. Nah. <laughs> yay. <laughs> no, but for real, though, I love what I do. I love Fridays. I love Saturdays. I love Mondays. I love every day because it's all the same to me. I work with the same amount regardless, except for Sundays. You got to take one day off at least, right? 
Anyways, um, like I said, I really appreciate you listening. If you share this, it would absolutely mean the world to me. Or at least leave a rating or review on iTunes, because that would be really awesome too. Anyways, like I said, that does it for my week. I really appreciate you listening. I'm out of here. Going to go enjoy my weekend. I hope you enjoy your weekend as well. And as always, keep good company.